this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. It's Betsy here, another episode of Coaches Chat. A quick one with just me talking to you today a little bit about goal setting. And I assure you that this isn't going to be one of those kind of arduous and cliche episodes about smart goals. Though we all know in the training world that SMART goals uh, can, the acronym SMART goals, can be really helpful for our clients and certainly can be helpful for ourselves. But I don't want to spend too much time on that today because that's something we sort of talk about in our field all the time. Instead, the point of today's episode is talking about the kinds of goals and creating some categories for yourself in order to ensure that you are on the road to whatever success looks like for you. And so getting an idea of what kinds of goals you can have in mind for your professional success can be really helpful. We talk a lot about what our clients need and we sometimes forget about what we need. And so that is the goal for today, talking about those goals. And this came to mind because I just celebrated the anniversary of Foster Strength being my full-time gig, and so I had one year down, and I'm looking at the goals I have for the coming year. And I started to think about what I wish I had known in terms of creating some real goals for myself career-wise in some of my first positions as a new trainer. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. In terms of creating goals for ourselves professionally, this can feel a little bit daunting at the start of a career because you're thinking, I, the only goal I want to, to achieve is to get through day one, day two, day three, day four. And what kind of goals should I have and what should I expect of my success in the beginning of my career? Honestly, I'm just trying to, you know, get my feet under me a little bit, which is totally understandable. But sometimes creating some more concrete goals, I would say, can help to direct the actions that you're going to take to achieve those measures of success. So the three areas that I want you to be thinking about in terms of creating some goals for yourself are your own professional development. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Your financial success. And then your work-life balance. 
Again, you'll notice that I didn't mention anything about your client's goals here, and they're going to kind of be lumped in to some of these um, different sections. But your client's goals are something kind of separate in this moment. We know that having really specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely goals, I snuck it in there, um, for your clients can be very helpful. And in order for us to deliver results, we need to get clear on those goals. Same thing applies to you. And the reason why we have these three categories is to make sure that you have kind of a complete picture of success. If we focus too solely on one of these areas of success, we can sometimes be left feeling unsatisfied in our career as a whole. And while you're new to the career as a personal trainer or a health coach, nutrition coach, whatever it is your specific role is, you can get bogged down in that professional development sphere or that financial sphere or whatever it is, and then your other areas of your life take a back seat and it only aids in that quick burnout that we talk about in the industry, that, that really quick turnover for personal trainers. So let's talk about these three areas, the kind of goals that you can have, realizing that sure, one or the one or two may take precedence over the others at some point. So i.e. you might be giving something 70% of your energy and then 15% and 15% or maybe it's a little bit more of an even split at some point. And we realize that sometimes we can't, just like in training, we can't make progress in all areas at all times. But we can have some ideas of what we would like to achieve over a certain amount of time. So with that first one, professional development, when we think about professional development goals, sometimes we think about simply garnering additional certifications, which can be really helpful, particularly in creating a robust set of skills for ourselves and tools with which we can use to help support our clients. But professional development also has to do with setting goals around how many clients we want to serve, um, in what capacity we want to serve these clients. So do we want to work in a commercial gym setting for the next few years? to build our professional experience? Are we looking to create an online um, tool or program to reach clients? Professionally, are we looking to elevate our training level, i.e. Some, some of these gym locations will have sort of levels of trainers that come with different levels of compensations, but compensation, but it also comes with a set of kind of standards or an idea of what your knowledge base covers 
as you promote yourself to your clients. So are you aiming to kind of rise in the ranks at the gym that you're in? Does your professional development look like um, adding on additional leadership responsibilities or something else at a later point? Um, Do you wanna take on some administrative tasks? Again, it's just thinking about sort of in the long term, where do you want to be? And in the short term, what do you need to do to get there? Again, in the beginning of your career, your professional development goal might be simply to learn two new things this year that are highly applicable to your clients. Those might come in the forms of certifications or continuing education courses or something like that. But it is also good to have an idea of having some more broad and sort of reach goals. So just kind of keeping those two things in mind. I really love the idea of having some small ones where you're really thinking about just like, what would my client benefit from that I don't have any background or support in? Again, realizing that there are professionals in lots of different, who have lots of different areas of expertise. And so you may find that um, something your client needs is going to be more of a referral task, or it might be something that you learn. But then once you get your feet under you a little bit, I think it's really useful to have an idea of a year, two years, five years down the line, what would your ideal professional situation look like? So the next area for goal setting is going to be financial goals. And I think there is kind of a prevailing thought that we don't set financial goals early on because you're new to this field, you're figuring it out, and you've kind of got to earn your place. And I'm fine with having to put some work in and having to not have like huge financial returns in the very beginning of your building your business. That's fine. Having realistic expectations is useful. But also having goals that support the life you want to lead and support your longevity in the field. So you need to get really realistic about how much money do I need to make in order for this job to be viable for me, for this job to bring me um, comfort in terms of security and in terms of getting to enjoy the things I like outside of work. Because let's be real, like your job can't be or likely shouldn't be all that brings you joy in life. And a lot of things that bring people joy in life do require a little bit of money. So if we don't have financial goals early, we can look back at our first year to 18 months and think I worked so hard and I have nothing to show for it. And I really think that's why that 18 month industry turnover number exists because We don't get realistic about setting those financial goals. Now, it might require a bit of work, but we also, 
if we have an idea of what that work is going to translate to, i.e. financial return, then we're going to be more motivated likely. And I guess I also don't think that money is the only motivator, but I do think money as far as security, as far as supporting our interests and our passions and the things that we love doing can be a huge supporter of our drive and can help us get clear on what it is it's gonna take for us to make this job worth it. So setting some goals, again, like short-term goals in terms of like, okay, I know that for most of the checks I get from this kind of position, I can't necessarily guarantee the same amount of money every time. But what is the minimum number that's going to support what it is that I want to do outside of my work, going to give me financial security and not make me work hours and hours and hours and hours beyond what is physically, emotionally, mentally possible for me. And then you have, then you've created some wiggle room for yourself. So getting realistic about the inconsistency or the fluctuations that happen in financial return in this industry, and then setting some goals around that. And then as the future progresses and as you accumulate more knowledge and experience, then getting those fun financial goals where you say, I'm working this hard, I'm delivering these incredible results, I am bringing like, I'm bringing the fire to work every day, here is what I deserve in terms of financial success. So those those close to the chest um, initial security type goals, ones that ensure your satisfaction in your job and ensure that you can feed your family or take care of yourself. And then the big kind of dream goals that you're gonna want um, for the future. So the last area of goal setting we're going to talk about here is work-life balance. And I say this with um, the understanding that it's not always as simple as really clear boundaries between work and life. I think those expectations are a little bit, I don't know, simplistic. And they don't take into account that lots of people have lots of needs And sometimes it's not going to be as easy as at 5 p.m. we turn off the computer and we head to the beach. Um, But what we are looking for and what you, you as someone building a new career should focus on is what would make me happiest in terms of finding career success, work success, and having a life outside of my professional realm. And that's going to look different for everyone. 
but we do want to be thinking about it because it's it can't be an afterthought. Intentionality around how you want to live your life is the only way you're going to build what it is that you really want to experience. So some kinds of goals that can be around work-life balance are ensuring that you are limiting client hours to the times that you really want to take on clients. Realizing at the start of your career, we don't get to be too picky as far as taking on new clients because sometimes in order to build a relationship and to actually get the client, we have to be available at a time that isn't ideal for us. But that doesn't mean that that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if you are going to to work really early mornings, maybe you limit the days that you work in the evenings. Again, I'm not saying say uh, completely, I don't work in the evenings. If though, if that's a priority for you and if that is what's going to bring you satisfaction outside of your career, then it's good to know that for yourself and establish that boundary. Realizing that in creating that balance, you may take, it may take a little bit longer to build that clientele because you have closed off a certain window. Maybe your work-life balance looks like you want to ensure that you can take two weeks of vacation every year. Great, set that priority ahead of time, schedule that vacation, figure out what you need to do financially to plan for the hours that you won't be working, and really make it a priority. If there are times of the week where you have special things you like to do outside of work, make sure you block that off on your schedule. If, for example, you are having to skip all your workouts in order to get your client's workouts in, you might have to adjust so that you get the physical activity and that release that you need in order to still find some joy in the job. So work-life balance is a real thing and I don't think that you have to sacrifice it at the start of your career because you are new to the game. You just might not have as much say in what some of those boundaries are, or you might just have to start with a limited number or a limited list of priorities and then begin to increase them as you go on. I talk a lot about how my initial schedule as a personal trainer was pretty exhausting but I made sure that I made time for the things I really wanted to do. And as I got better at establishing work-life balance as I went on, I created some more boundaries for myself in terms of time, in terms of meeting clients' requests or responses, putting some um, limits on how frequently I worked or how long I went without a vacation or a break period. And then 
as I garnered more experience, more trust, and built more in-depth relationships with clients, I was also able to say, here are my new working hours. I would love to continue to work with you, but these are the times I'm available. And clients were more apt to change times with me on that. Again, that comes with a little bit of financial success because I knew that at the rate that I was being compensated, I could pull back a little bit and still meet my financial goals. So all these goals overlap and all of them... um, All of them are important in their own right. Some might just take precedence at a different time. So that work-life balance, you might be putting a little less emphasis on it at the start as you build that professional development goal area, that financial goal area, and then you can kind of tweak as you go. But just make sure that you're regularly checking in on those three aspects and reassessing those goals, and then determining the steps that it'll take to reach those in a timely manner that's manageable for you. All right, I love talking goals. I love talking about making a plan for your career success. So be sure to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at foster underscore strength. Send me a DM. You can also... Um, visit the website bfosterstrong.com. And then we talk more in depth about these topics as well as lots of other really concrete, actionable steps for increasing your career confidence and going from your certification to real, measurable, client, financial, and overall... Um, satisfaction success as a personal trainer in my brand new mentorship program. So I'm going to link the waitlist website here in the show notes so you can join that. But in the meantime, you also can always check out the four trainers page on my website, bfosterstrong.com, all the coaching resources that you can access right now. I can't wait to hear from you and I can't wait until our next episode. But until then, bye.